The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is, and it's time for you to pick up that phone, make that call, because I know things are no less confusing than they were last Sunday when we did the show with the CERB and COVID and all the stuff that's going on with employees and employers. So there you go, here to answer the questions. Lior is primed and ready to rock. 416-870-6400 is the perfect way to do that. You want to reach out through email. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca and covidrights.ca. There is a section there on the CERB uh, dissecting it and how you apply for it and how it all works, so on and so forth, and updated regularly, plus a lot of other information when it comes to the uh, the COVID pandemic and nightmare that we are, uh, we're currently in. How you doing, pal, on a Sunday? Uh, you know, uh, staying inside, you know what I mean? Uh, that's all <laughs> yeah. we could do. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm done with the staying inside, except, of course, uh, it's not up to us. So we're going to continue staying yeah. inside and following the rules and being good and hopefully help uh, bend this curve. Uh, the, the good news for me, I guess, is that my days go by very quickly because I'm speaking mm-hmm. with so many people, corresponding with so many people, answering so many questions. So really, uh, every day, but from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, it's just, uh, man, man, go, go, go. So that's good. Take advantage of that. Whether it's during the weekend, you want to talk to me privately, we'll give you the information. Or right now, take advantage till 2 o'clock. Uh, call in with your questions about your job, your workplace, what your boss can and cannot do, what COVID means to you, what benefits you're entitled to, the the CRB, EI, uh, wage subsidies. Let's talk about that so that you know how things work. Remember, as I said on the show, John, employment laws are still there. They haven't gone anywhere. Your rights when it comes to layoffs and constructive dismissal and severance, they're all there. And I've spoken with a, a, a lot of people already where uh, their, their employer started recalling people back to work and they weren't recalled and instead they got a severance package. And just as I always say, even in those situations, those severance packages are pennies on the dollar. So if you're on the receiving end of a severance package, whether it's COVID related or not, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Chances are, and I do mean like 90% plus of the time, you're going to be owed significantly more. Uh, you don't believe me, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or, or let's chat about that. But I'm here to answer as many questions as possible. Don't be bashful. This is an unusual time. So we all need to understand what our rights are, entitlements, obligations. So, John, I'm, I'm ready to get started. You bet. Again, uh, to reach out to Lior when we're not on the air here, if uh, that tickles your fancy, one 821 5900 Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But the phones, that is our main objective. Answer as many as we can over the course of the next hour, 416-870-6400. And uh, we'll just get rocking right away. Jim, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. You're first off the, uh, out of the gate, pal. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Beauty. What's uh, What's on your mind? Well, I got a couple things here. Um, I work for a call center for a telecommunications company. Um, as you can imagine, we are absolutely insane right now. Everybody is trying to find a way to save a dime. Uh, people are not very nice or polite at this point in this world for whatever reason. But what it comes down to is our call levels have tripled. When this first started, our company was saying, hey, you know what? If you need time, take the time, stay healthy mentally, physically. Now, all of a sudden, that is all dried up. They've increased our hours and being very militant with time off, um, threatening us, um, writing us up. Now, my question out of all of that is, um, 
when we're being wrote up for interpretive things, things that are of somebody else's opinion that we broke a rule, how legitimate are they? Well, the, the, the key here is this. If you're being written up and, and you don't think it's legitimate, you don't think it's valid, well, it's important that you say something about it. And, and what I mean by that is this. If the, you get written up and you don't say anything about that, then your employer and the law would consider you as, to, as having accepted that. It's as if you've said, yeah, I did that, my bad. The problem is if you do that, that once you have a few of those things, your employer can say, now we can terminate you for cause. Because look at all these bad things that you agreed that you did wrong. So the way to deal with that is if you're being written up is I want you to send an email to your employer and say, yes, here's what you said I've done. Here's what actually happened. Here's what you don't know. And, and here's why I don't agree with it. You don't have to be you know, uh, na nasty about it. It doesn't have to be aggressive. But it's important that you put your position in writing. If you do that, then the company won't be able to rely on that to terminate you for cause. It's going to be that much more difficult. The other thing I'll say to you in this situation, Jim, is if your employer is changing the terms of your employment, if they're making you work longer hours, if they're not allowing you time off that before that they used to allow you, you may be able to treat that, if you so choose, as a termination of your employment and require your employer to pay severance. So remember, don't just accept being written up if you don't agree with it. No, and actually I didn't. I actually, I, I had heard a similar response to, to what this was, and this is kind of what I expected. So when this has started to happen, I've kind of counseled people. I, I'm sort of like the, the father of the shop, so to speak, right. um, where this is happening. And I've told people, you know what, don't sign it. Tell them why. Send them something back um, in writing. Um, I've actually told them to send it from their home emails to, That's to fine. HR. Um, just so that you've got a rec track record of it themselves. Smart man. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's just it's, it's very frustrating. Um, and, and if I can say one thing, guys, you know, thanks for being on the air. And if you can get one message out to people, be nice. We're all trying to help you. No kidding. Words to live by. Good call. I agree. Yeah, Jim. Appreciate the call. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a short break here and get right back into uh, to lots more. The number is four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. That is what it is. Employment law show just getting warmed up right here on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 114 and ready to get back to your calls. I know we have questions, whether it's about uh, normal employment law issues like you've had for about seven, eight years as you've been listening and calling the show. Much appreciated. Or if it's more centered around COVID-19 and this pandemic, that's okay. Bring them on. want to talk to uh, each and every one of you, 416-870-6400 or help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you want to reach out through email, that'd be, uh, that'd be fine. Chris, thank you for hanging on through the break. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, I just uh, have a question. I I, um, I have underlying conditions, uh, COPD. Um, even this current past year, I had uh, two bouts of pneumonia. Uh, when this uh, started to happen, I, I called my employer and just said, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to have some time off and self-isolate. I filed for unemployment or employment insurance, and I have been receiving it. Now, I filed it under sick benefits. Was that the right thing to do? Well, yeah, it is the right thing to do as long as your employer gave you a record of employment that says uh, that you're you're off work for sick reasons. That's fine. You know, ideally, you always want to have something from a doctor. 
But if you and your employer both agree that you're off work for sick reasons, for health reasons, and, and your employer gives you a record of employment, yes, EI sickness benefits are the ones to apply. I still think it's a good idea to get something from a doctor in case you ever get more pushback or any pushback from your employer that, that you have that backup from your doctor. But it certainly does not seem like you've done anything wrong here. Okay, I just I just want to know because I am a, an operator and uh, we're always running different machines. I don't know who's running the machines, and you know I, I I just worried for myself and my family. So I mean I've self isolated for now a month, and also am I eligible for the emergency uh, the emergency fund as well or? So it, as long as you you became eligible after the fifteenth of March, then yes, you can apply. Uh, you, you can get the CERB, but it's one or the other. So if if you're getting EI, you'll stay on EI. But if if uh, if you were going to be eligible for the CERB, then EI would have automatically transferred you to the uh, CERB. So right now, if you're on EI, stay on EI. If EI runs out, if you're not back at work, at that point you can start getting the CERB. Now, the company has also now laid off uh, probably 80% of our, our employers, our employees, and I'm just wondering, can I, I mean, I just, when I did the uh, employment insurance, they said that I have to show after four weeks from a doctor. Now, I've been scared to go to a doctor. <laughs> Well, a lot of doctors uh, can, can meet with you or speak to you by phone or, or in other means. So see if you can have your doctor do that, and perhaps uh, that will be what you need. But it is a good idea to get something from a doctor, uh, you, both to maintain your benefits and to maintain your employment status. So you have to figure out a way to get that, Chris. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Love your show. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the props, man. If you want to reach out to any time further to get a hold of uh, Lior, you know how to do that. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the the way to go. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is the email address. By the way, covidrights.ca. There's a ton of information uh, to be had there as well. Moving on here, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred, and we'll get to uh, Pete. Pete, how are you? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good, man. What's on your mind? So listen, I, I applied for the CERB, and I'm just worried about Big Brother coming back at me and asking for the money back. I just want my, my situation real quick. Uh, last year, 2019, I, I received $10,000 in outstanding professional fees, which I paid taxes on. I worked uh, in, in the fall uh, part-time, did like half, half, well, 25 hours a week as a truck driver. In January of this year, I quit my truck driving job because I had an opportunity to start my contracting business. I do based on renos and bathrooms and stuff like that. I got two bathrooms completed by the by March, and I had a third one scheduled, which canceled on me. And and am I eligible for the CRB when when I just started a contracting business? I haven't even got my HST number yet. So yes, you would as long as as you can show, and which it sounds like you can, that you're not earning income now because of the virus. Uh, and as long as you've had $5,000 of income otherwise in the last year, which you have, then yes, you would qualify for the CRB. And uh, while I can never tell you that Brick Brothers is not going to come checking up on you, they probably will, from the, the criteria that have been established, you do qualify. So, okay, thank you very much for that. Real quick, though, uh, how long? Because I know that in Ontario, for instance, We've got another 28 days that we're not allowed. We're supposed to be on lockdown. So people won't let me in their houses, basically. People don't want to hire me because of this lockdown. Will I be eligible after the lockdown? I'm going to do my best to go back to work. I'm not going to try to sponge. 
but I, I can't do anything until this is. A, when is my eligibility up? Do you think? Well, you you can uh, get the CRB for four months, okay? And as long as you're not earning a thousand dollars or more in a month, then you can continue staying on it for a, a full four months. So is hopefully by say? then, you're, you, this thing is behind us and you're back to work. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank. So just go ahead and claim and don't sweat it. And if they come back, I get that should be okay. Yeah, you you apply once a month, and yes, you do meet the criteria, so you should go ahead and apply, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, George. Appreciate the call. We're going to take a short break. Uh, Marcia, Manny, Karen, hang on, guys. We'll get to you all and plenty of time uh, for your calls. You want to call in, ask Leora a question, just like we've been doing. That's, uh, that's how it works best, 416-870-6400, Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You know the number 416-870-6400. You have employment matters, whether it's COVID-related or not. Bring them on. That's why we're here for the remainder of this hour just before 2 o'clock. And we're moving on to uh, Marcia. Uh, Marcia, how are you? Hello. Marcia. Marcia, you there? No, maybe not. I'm here. How are you? Oh, there you are. Ah, good. How are you? Good. Hi. Go ahead. Good. I wanted to find out something. Thanks. Um, I'm currently an employee with the City of Toronto. Um, I went on vacation in December. I came back in January, went back to work on the 6th of January. On the 6th of January, I got really, really sick from January to February. Not only myself, but my nine-year-old daughter. I go back to work and only to find out that I got a virus from the home because they had an outbreak, right? Had several diarrhea movements within two hours. I was compensated by WSIB. I went back to work in February. Consequently, now in March, we find out that there was a COVID outbreak in the home that took the lives of, took the lives of 22 people. Oh. Infected 14 of my co-workers. Wow. We had been exposed to a lot of things prior, and we didn't know, only to find out that through media and all that, that um, last year we were given faulty masks as employees. We had been working very short all the time. We talk about this to management. If you wear gloves in the hallway, meaning that if you're even using your gloves to push a wheelchair, you're being reprimanded or told to not wear gloves using the wheelchair or to go into the dining room where these gloves and protective PPEs are helping us to you know, prevent the spread of these viruses. So now coming with COVID-19, I have not been at work from the 19th of March till now. Now my question is, is that I've been asking as an employee what was the virus that was in the home on January that I picked up from January to February? To this date, I still am going through a lot of headaches. To this date, I'm still going through a lot of coughing, even though I have been tested negative, right? So I want to know, as an employee, what are my rights? Because I have been working with the city for many years. And we, we as PSWs, have been talking about the shortages working short staff all the time. We've been talking about not having the, pro- the appropriate people. Marsha, are you part of a union? 
I am. And these are the things that we've addressed with the union. And yet it still comes on deaf ears. And now, as I said again, it claimed the life of 22 people. So, Marsha, the reality is, and, and this applies even here, and it really is hard for me to say this, but the reality is that the union is the only one that can enforce your right, rights or advocate for your rights. And you'll probably tell me, as you just did, well, they're not doing anything. It's falling on deaf ears. But even in that situation, there's no other recourse. It has to be the union. The only okay. thing that you could potentially do outside of the union is if, if you think your work is, is dangerous, completely unsafe and dangerous, you can engage in what we call a work refusal, which requires your employer to bring in the Ministry of Labor to determine whether, in fact, the workplace is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, it has to be the union working with your employer to try to fix some of these issues. Because you're a unionized employee, the law almost kind of stays out of it, and it says, union, you deal with it. You deal with the employer, uh, the city of Toronto in this case, so other than a work refusal, unfortunately, Marsha, there's really not much that you can do. And, and I, I wish there was a different answer. That's just the reality. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. It's a harsh reality because as a PSW, when you have to be working short-staffed all the time, and then when it comes to these things like COVID-19, where these things brew in, within the people, when, of course, when you're short-staffed, it's compromising the people, yeah. right? So who is going to listen? I hear you, and I, I wish you all the best. I really do, and, and to talk to your union, and thank you very much for all the work that you do. Thanks, Marcia. Appreciate that. Uh, 416-870-6400. Going to get uh, Manny in here before we break. Hi, Manny. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I hope you guys don't uh, expect me to beat that call, but uh, we're thinking of all these frontline workers for now, for yeah, sure. For sure. Uh, kidding. No kidding. My question, uh, guys, is I'm a, a small business owner. I only have one employee, and... Um, from my understanding is that small uh, business uh, qualify for a forty thousand dollar loan if you have a payroll between twenty thousand and uh, I believe one point five million. Yeah. Now, my situation is I hired somebody back this past November. Um, I also spent one hundred seventy thousand dollars on a brand new truck to create this position. Uh, since then, this employee has now accumulated more than twenty thousand dollars. Would I qualify for that small business loan? So uh, when did he start with you? Uh, beginning of November 2019. Okay, so my, my uh, understanding of the government said that they w- you would have had to have a payroll of, of one, uh, sorry, of between 20,000 and one and a half millions last year. So yeah. I, in 2019, would he have had 20,000 in 2019? No. So as I, as I understand, is what the government has said is that that's the key, that, that if you don't have or did not have that pair, well, you would not qualify. And in a way, that actually makes very little sense because... It does. Lior, it, 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 it's Lior, right? Lior, exactly. Yep. Okay. I'll tell you 100% why that doesn't make sense. is because these small business loans for, uh, for people who had a payroll of over 20000 they may have laid off all their staff by now, so yes. they will qualify. But I agree. somebody like me who's trying to keep an employee on... And it's yep. still on, would not qualify. That makes no sense at all. So here's what I, I, you could do. Talk to your bank, who's ultimately the one administering this, this loan. It's guaranteed by the government, but it's the bank that's giving you the loan. And, and talk to them and see whether or not there's some flexibility there. All I know is what the government has told us, and I yes. agree with you completely. You, you, you're, you're literally preaching to the choir here because I, I'm with you 100%. But those are the criteria. That's what the government has said. But make that call to your bank and see yes. if what they say and if, if they have additional information that may change that analysis. Yes, yes. Is there anything else that I could benefit? I, I heard about 
74, uh, 75% right. employer, and then there's a top-off. Anything that so, would qualify for that? So, yes, if you're still paying this in, uh, this individual, as long as you can show a reduction in income. Uh, so by, 20, then, by 20% in the last month. Well, then, then you do qualify, and you could potentially get a subsidy that pays 75%, up to 75% of this person's wages. So that is a, that is a very big uh, help to you, and you can use that to offset some of the costs of in paying this individual. So that is available, no question about that. Uh, and beyond that, in terms of the loan, you have to talk to, uh, to your bank, but either one of those is, is some, certainly some help that, that you will have. You can also, there's deferral on some taxes owed, which to help uh, you as a small business owner, uh, but I would make the call to the bank as soon as possible. Yeah, thanks so much. You know what? I listen to you guys all the time. I finally thought I have to call in. Nice. Good, thanks, man. Manny. Appreciate okay. it. Good call. Karen, okay, Farah, okay. George, hang on. We'll get to you guys as well. Stand by. We're getting right to it here. It's 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You still got plenty of time to call with your questions. Do so. Do yourself a favor. Get uh, get some answers. 416-870-6400. Want to email it as help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for the next little while, covidrights.ca is going to be a, a wonderful resource as well. Karen, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. Like the last caller, I'm to a long-time listener. Um, and also, awesome. I think mine ties in with the CEWS, like the emergency wage. Yep. Um, okay, so I'm going to be placed on that um, effective tomorrow. So my question is, I'm just reading over my agreements now. So according to what I'm reading, it's saying that um, if for any reason the company does not receive the wage subsidy, um, you know, then um, they reserve the right to amend the program. But then with regards to, you know, how we're getting paid, but then there's a bit in there that talks about um, – you agree to these agreements and express you waive any claim, including but not limited to claim of constructive dismissal. So what does that mean? So are you right now uh, working or are you on a layoff right now, Karen? So effective tomorrow, I'll be, I'll be participating. My company is going to be putting me on the CEWS. Right, but up until tomorrow. now, over the last few weeks, have you been working? Yes. And have you been earning up until now uh, your regular wages? Yes. And is the idea that starting uh, tomorrow, are you still going to get your full wages? They're just going to get a subsidy, or are they going to reduce you to seventy-five percent? So I'm already I'm already um, part-time anyway. So I guess um, they're keeping me on payroll so that they don't have to let me go. So I'm in, I'm in inactive status now. So I will be on payroll and I'll be getting paid still, but obviously less monies, right? Not my full part-time pay. Okay, so I'm, so I'm not sure I understand. So are you, you going to get paid your regular, what you would be all, always getting, or are you going to get less money starting tomorrow? Um, well, I think from the sounds of it, I'm going to be getting up to 75%. Like, so is it the CWS? That, well, no, your, your employer is getting reimbursed for 75%. What I want to know is whether they're going to still pay you 100% or they're only going to pay you 75%. Um, 75%. 
Okay, so if you're taking a pay cut uh, starting tomorrow, then one of the options that you have is to treat that pay cut as a constructive dismissal. To say, well, no, I'm not agreeing to a, a pay reduction, and if you're giving me a pay reduction, I'm going to treat that as a termination and require you, my employer, to pay me severance. And what they want, based on what you've described to me, is to sign a document saying that, no, no, you agree not to do that. So obviously that's up to you. If you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, then clearly you can't sign that document. If you're not planning at all on signing a con or, or, or pursuing a constructive dismissal, then it really doesn't matter, right? Uh, obviously, I still wouldn't want you to sign anything without me seeing it because I haven't seen the document. I don't know if there's anything else in that document that could be a problem. But you okay. do have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, Karen. Okay, so... Um... Okay, so is this something I guess I can talk to you off air about? Um, I, I can send you email or I can contact happy you. Happy to do that. Absolutely happy to do that, Karen. Karen, appreciate the call. Here's how you are going to reach out, and don't hesitate. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It is. Uh, it's just that simple. Going to get to uh, to George here in Toronto. Graham, give me George because my computer's freezing up on me here. My computer's got some sort of virus, I think. Not a good one. <laughs> uh, again, you want to reach out, uh, 416-870-6400 is the way to go. And help at employmentlawyer.ca. COVIDrights.ca is also a, a – someone's got to hit line four, please. My computer's done. It's finished. It's all over. It's all over. You got him? All right, good. Hey, George. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm I'm fine. My computer's a complete POS, but that's okay. What's uh, what's uh, going on with you, pal? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job. Ah, Laura's doing a great job. And my question is, I'm an independent driver. Like, I deliver auto parts for a company. Yep. Now, I have some medical issues. My diabetes and I have a heart disease and all that so I just told my uh, workplace that I can't work because of this uh, corona you know going on so would I be able to apply for that emergency uh, fund that the government is giving so that's a very important question George and I want you and everyone else to kind of be aware of what I'm about to say is that you may have a very, very good reason as to why you can't work. And I think you absolutely have a very good reason. Despite that, you can't simply decide, I, I'm not comfortable going to work. It's not good enough for you to say, I've made the decision that I, I, I'm too concerned, so I'm not going to work. That decision has to come from your doctor. So my concern is with you simply telling your employer I don't want I, I'm not comfortable is number one you may not qualify for the CERB but number two your employer may consider you to have resigned. So the best thing you need to do is get something from your doctor saying uh, George can't work now for health reasons that allows you to be off work without it being a resignation and it also allows you to qualify for the CERB. So get that from a doctor George and then you're protected. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, George. Thanks, George. Appreciate that. Going to move on here. Next in line would be Robert. Hey, Robert. How are you doing today? Good, pal. What's up with you? Um, I'm on a temporary layoff. I'm just not quite sure what the time frame is for a temporary layoff. How long would this last or till it turns into a um, possible termination of, a, of, of work? Now, Robert, are you, uh, are your, is your employer continuing your benefit coverage right now? 
Yes, they are. So here's how a temporary layoff works. You actually can treat this now as a termination if you if you so choose because the law says there's no automatic uh, right for an employer to lay off temporarily an employee. So if you've been laid off, then you can treat that today as a termination and then pursue your severance. Now, if you choose not to do that, then it becomes a termination either way automatically in 35 weeks. And that's because they're continuing benefits. If they weren't continuing benefits, then it would be automatically a termination after 13 weeks. In your case, it's 35 weeks. So your choices now is you can continue waiting on layoff. And if they call you back, you go back. And if they don't call you back after 35 weeks, that's a termination. That's option one. Option number two is you can treat the, uh, you can choose to treat that as a termination right now and pursue your severance. How long have you worked for this company? I worked for 11 and a half years. So you could be looking at a year's pay or somewhere in that range. So that's up to you. If you decide you want to pursue this as a, a termination now and get severance, let's talk about that off air as soon as possible. If you are going to wait if and then you go back to work, no problem. If you don't go back to work, if they don't recall you on time, then happy to talk to you at that point about severance. So those are your options uh, there, Robert. So, so bottom line, 35 weeks if they continue to pay for benefits. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Great show. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Robert. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, Neil, Dave, we'll get to both of you guys. And if you want to make a phone call as well, we'll take them. 416-870-6400. It's a good thing for you to call in this afternoon and spend a minute or two with us for sure. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Time to call in, ask those questions. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Want to email any other time. And there's also covidrights.ca. Lots of information, of course, on the COVID-19 pandemic, the CERB. And for lots of other employment uh, information, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There is why you can uh, calculate severance like you always could. So you want to check that one out uh, as well. Moving on here to the phone lines, we'll get to uh, to Dave in Toronto. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, I have a question. It's about uh, regarding my 20-year-old daughter. Um, she has a paid co-op job offered um, for May, and now because of COVID, they have mm. canceled it. Can she apply for the benefits? She ha- she has the letter saying that she was. Uh, accepted for the job, and then an email saying that the it's canceled now because of COVID. Dave, did she earn uh, at least five thousand dollars in the last year? Yes. Then, if she did, she does qualify because she had a job, and now she doesn't have a job at least for a while because of the virus. So, yeah, she does qualify for the CRB two thousand dollars a month for for up to four months. Okay, even though the. Uh, the co-op job is a different job than her last summer's job. Absolutely, yes. Those don't have to be the same. They don't have to have anything to do with each other. If she had a job and she lost it, as long as she had $5,000 as income from anywhere at all, she qualifies for the CRB. Okay, and she hasn't started. The job was supposed to start May 2nd. Right, so she so she'll yeah. qualify after May second, right? She can't uh, apply for it right now because she 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 has not yet uh, been without income. But once she is without income, come May, then she can get it. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the call. And uh, for you as well, 416-870-6400. That is the way we're going to go. And we're going to move on to next in line uh, will be Neil in Toronto. Neil's going to be up here next. 416-870-6400. You'll want to reach out through email. It is uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Neil, good afternoon. How are you? I am an employee, and every time I've had it laid off, uh, an employee... uh... Still got Neil? No, no we lost we Neil. Lost okay, Neil. moving on to uh, – we lost Neil. Neil, call us back, 416-870-6400. Lucio, we'll get to uh, to Lucio next in line. Or to Josh. Hey, Lucio, how are you? We have Josh online, I think. We got Josh. Hi, Who do we you have? Hear me? Hi, this is Josh. Hi. Oh, we hey, lost Josh. Lucio, too. Yeah. Jay, Josh, what's up? Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, So last year I was relied on OSAP and credit card debt to make ends meet because I'm a student and I was just trying to punch through the end of my schooling. So the at beginning of 20. Okay. We lost Josh as well. Okay. I think we have some, some gremlins dealing with these guys here. I don't know what's going on. I think we have some, uh, some gremlins going on for sure. That, uh, that one call we had about the student loan program was that, is that you mentioned, did she earn income before? How about students say fresh out of high school, this may be their first job, but it did get canceled as opposed to COVID. So it was a prospective gig they had lined up, but they didn't, they, they didn't end up working to start with. Did they, uh, did they end up getting some money? So, so there's two categories of people, uh, of students that would, that would be a problem for. Number one is what you just said, those people who may be kind of looking to get their first job or maybe even, even had a job lined up, but they had no income before. They don't qualify, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But there's a second category, those that may, may be now in university and now simply you want to get a summer job and they can't find one you know, to pay for university. So they don't qualify either because they don't have the income. But the right. good news is the government has said, yeah, yeah, we're aware of this. We know this is an issue. And they're looking at implementing some assistance for students. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them need to have these jobs to pay for school so they can continue going to school. So help is on the way. I don't know exactly in what way and what form. As of today, no, you cannot apply for the CRB, but some help is coming for students. And some people have been calling in as well saying, you know, they're, they're, they were going to, or at least they, they applied for EI, but it was after March 15th, and they realized they're in the pipeline for the CERB. Do they have a choice, or it's automatically filtered through CERB first? Yeah, you're automatically, if you you became eligible after March 15th, you're automatically going to get the CERB. For some people, that could be a good thing, because for some people, the CERB could be more money than EI, but for some people, it actually could be a bit less than, than uh, EI, depending on your income. Either way, anything after March 15th automatically becomes CERB. I don't know if we have any calls lined up. I think we're still trying to figure out the uh, the phone I think system we have here. Lucio, I think. Oh, is Lucio still there? We got Lucio back on the line. Hi, Lucio. Yeah, uh, no. guys. Uh, I just I have a question. Uh, I have my wife who was uh, told to leave work on this past uh, April 15 because she was coughing at work. Uh, then uh, we called the doctor. The, our doctor, they, they give us a letter saying that uh, she has to stay home for 15 days. Now at work, what do we? What does she has to do? She has to get a pay, uh, EI paper, or what do we do? Can you answer uh, my question, so, please? 
as long as she uh, gets a doctor's note, uh, then she's fine. And 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 frankly, even if it's uh, because of the virus, if if there's a concern, she may have the virus, uh, and she has to self isolate. Strictly speaking, they can't even require a doctor's note. But it's always a good idea to get a doctor's note. And she can apply for the CERB uh, because she's going to have at least two weeks without any income. So uh, th- th- that's her options there, Lucio. Get a doctor's note for her employer and apply for the CERB. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Wonderful program. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Lucio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Let's take a short break here, see if we, uh, what else we get lined up. Possibly Richard in Brampton working on him. Uh, 416-870-6400. It is the Employment Law Show right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And it's been a busy day so far, and uh, we love it. All your questions and concern. That's why the show is here for sure. 416 870 That is the number to call. Moving on to uh, Richard in Brampton. Hi, Richard. Thanks for uh, standing by. How are you today? Hi. Good uh, afternoon. I'm okay, and thank you for taking my call. You bet. No problem. What's up? All right. So um, my son um, is a second-year university student, um, just finishing up his second year. He had a, a summer job last year from May, the beginning of May until the end of August. It's a two-year contract, so he was supposed to go back um, this May, beginning of May. But um, they have terminated the arrangement. So my question is, would he be able to apply for the CERB? Uh, he did earn more than $5,000 um, last summer, and so it's within the one-year um, period there. So I just wanted to know. So, so I'll say two things. The, the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. That's exactly what the CRB is for. He's now lost the job that he had because of the virus, and he earned five thousand. So, absolutely, he can apply for the CRB. But there's something else you keep in mind. If he had an, an an employment agreement with a fixed date between May and let's say August, his employer, believe it or not, may actually have to pay him the, this contract. If they decided to cancel it, they may still have to pay him for the for what he would have earned between May and August. So uh, it's not just the CRB. There's potentially more that legally your son may be owed. So my best advice, uh, Richard, is have your son give me a call off air. I want to actually see that contract document uh, because it's not just about the CRB. He could definitely apply for the CRB, but he may be owed compensation from the company as well. Okay. All right. Beautiful. And the number is still there, 416 Uh That's to call here to the actual station. Yeah, you want to call Lior, I'll give you that number right now. That number is one 821 one is that number, or help at employmentlawyer.ca. Our next one would be uh, Ken in Collingwood. Hi, Ken. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you doing? Love your show. Good. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we're a U.S. employer in Collingwood. Uh, we uh, furloughed about 90% of our salary staff. We're continuing paying benefits for them. I was just wondering if any of them have a legal right to severance. Um, it's all a cash savings position right now for us. We're in the automotive industry, and all the auto plants are shut down right now. So if your business, so here in Ontario, if it's considered a non-essential business and it's required to be closed, 
then no, they wouldn't have a right to severance. If it is something that they could, could still continue working, even though it may not make sense to have them working, but they could, then hypothetically speaking, yes, they could absolutely decide that they pursue their severance, and that could be a, an issue. So it comes down in this situation, uh, Ken, to whether or not you're considered an essential business or not. Okay, yeah, I think we're not essential. And the uh, caller before you said it's up to 35 weeks, so and if then you, it becomes a, yeah. a termination. If you put someone on a temporary layoff, as long as you continue their benefit coverage, their health, dental, etc., then the, it doesn't become automatically a termination after 35 weeks. But keep in mind, let's say in two weeks from now, uh, the government changes the regulations and you become uh, or, or you're allowed to open up. If at that point you don't call back the employees, they have the right, if they so choose, to treat that as a termination and make you pay them severance then, not even having to wait the full 35 weeks. Okay? Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Going to move on here to Chris. Chris is next in line. Hey, Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. You? Good. What's uh, What's on your mind? So a similar question to the caller a couple of calls ago. My uh, son is a full-time university student who also owns his own business and last year made over $5,000 in revenue. Um, because of COVID this year, he's going to be much less than 5000 He's to be eligible for any financial assistance programs. So if he earns less than $1,000 a month or up to $1,000 a month, then he can qualify for the CRB. If he's earning more than a thousand dollars a month, then he would not. So it's, it's so he meets the first criteria, which is he had to have five thousand last year. But right now, it's a question of whether he's making more or less than a thousand dollars. Perfect. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, moving forward, any more information? You know, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I think we got enough time to get uh, Vivian in here. Hi, Vivian. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, um, my son um, has applied for CERB. He made more than 5000 uh, last year. Uh, but I work for a hospital, and they were looking for staff um, um, children to do active screening jobs. So he applied, and he's got through that. So it would be probably twice or max twice a week that he will do overnight uh, active screening. Uh, and that's minimum pay. How does that affect uh, the CERB? So if he's making up to $1,000 a month only, it won't impact it. If he's making more than $1,000 a month, then he cannot get the CERB as well. And if he did get it, he may have to repay it back. But it's that $1,000 a month, that's the cutoff. Anything less than that, if he's, let's say, working a couple shifts and he's only making $700 a month, that won't impact his uh, CERB in any way. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Vivian. Appreciate the call. And uh, you want to reach out for further information anytime, you could do that. Uh, the phone number, one 821 5900 You can go to help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's Lior's email address. And always pocket employmentlawyer.ca. There's a ton of information, not only on employment and severance and also disability. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty robust website. And for the next little while, it looks like covidrights.ca is going to be a pretty uh, necessary website, too. Uh, Leor, you think they're done? You think the government's done or every day? I mean, it's, you know, God bless them. They're, they're working their butts off. You see, if you see Trudeau on TV, it looks like he hasn't had a shower or shave and a haircut in six <laughs> months, the poor guy. But 
So they're always working. You think they're pretty much done with this, or it's it's an organic no. thing and it's going to keep changing? It, it, it does keep changing. They're not yeah. done, and, and they're going to have to provide additional help both to businesses as well as to other segments of the economy and other employees. We know we talked about students. Uh, no, the changes are going to keep happening, and the rules may change. Uh, and, and I'm not blaming anyone at all for this. They really are doing the best they can in a difficult situation. But hopefully, as we continue doing this show, when these changes happen, we can keep everyone up to date on them and let people know how uh, how the government changed the rules, what applies to them, and what can be done to ensure you get some compensation. You know, we're going to probably leave it for there, but uh, thanks so much for your contributions. You know we do the weekend shows. You know we're on Monday night. You know we're on Wednesday night. And you can go to employmentlawyer.ca and catch the television show on Global TV and CTV as well. They, we, we're all over this thing, radio and TV, so make sure you check out all those options. one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time. Tomorrow night, Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.